Hey everyone, it is Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival. Welcome to podcast episode number 194. Now, if you're as much of a gear junkie as I am when it comes to your everyday carry equipment, this is going to be the episode for you. Because I don't have to be a psychic to know that most of you carry some kind of a knife on you to not only use as a utility blade throughout the day, but also as a backup self-defense weapon. But, is your knife really the best fighting blade designed for personal protection? Well, that's what this week's show is all about. And as usual, don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the work for you with this week's free show notes, including a handy one-page cheat sheet that you can use as a quick reference for all you need to know. All you need to do is go over to www.mcsmagazine.com slash 194 and download all of the bonuses absolutely free. And now, let's jump into this week's show. Bullets were flying, your adrenaline surging. Would you hit your target? If the world as you know it crumbled tomorrow, collapsed into chaos, would you know how to survive? If you and those you loved were cornered by a gang, violently attacked, could you protect them? Could you protect them? Could you protect them? Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. When it comes to personal protection weapons, your first instinct is most likely to go to a firearm of some kind. And no doubt, a gun is the ultimate equalizer for everyday carry. Mostly because it's really hard to conceal a bazooka in the waistband of your shorts. But one other everyday carry tool that most people use as a backup weapon to a firearm, or in many cases it could be the only weapon that you carry, is a knife of some kind. And certainly a knife is a formidable weapon, if it's the right knife and if you know how to use it. So let's start with that first if. With a vast assortment of knives on the market, what features should you be looking for and which ones you should be looking to avoid when it comes to choosing an edge weapon for everyday carry backup protection? Well, that's what we're here to find out. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat Survival Magazine and executive director of the New World Patriot Alliance with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. And with us today to talk about personal protection knives is famed martial artist and knife designer Bram Frank. Bram, welcome to the program. Thank you, Jeff. It's my honor to be here. Yeah, it's only taken about seven years, I think, since uh, since I've been trying to get you into our network, and you were introduced to us by a, by a mutual friend of ours. But I'm really excited to finally get to tap into your knowledge in this, because you've you're you've got such a foothold in this industry in this area that we're going to be talking about. That I, I'm this was the area that I wanted to get you on and really start introducing you to our audience. So really excited to have you here. Listen, everybody, if you haven't seen Bram before, and most likely you have, even whether you know it or not, but Bram is the founder of Common Sense Self-Defense Street Combat. He's he spent nearly 50 years training in the martial arts and holds an eighth don in modern Arnie's. And over the course of his career, he's done a variety of self-defense instructional videos through companies like Paladin Press and Video, and Video Quest. But he's also been featured in a lot of publications that I'm sure many of you have read ranging from SWAT magazine, Guns and Ammo, Police Journal, and Tactical Knives, just to name a few. Now, you can learn more about Bram, his products, and his training over at www.cssdsc.com. And for those of you out there that at least know the military phonetic pronunciation, that's Charlie Sierra, Sierra Delta, Sierra Charlie.com. 
Okay, Bram, let's go ahead and get started in this. And I've and really been looking forward to this interview because, um, you know, we just got done talking with somebody else in this industry, and it's really about how the, the, the blade isn't necessarily, like a knife is not the weapon. It's really the tactics and everything you put behind it. But having the right tool for the right job is a huge part of the self-protection formula here. So, so when it comes to choosing the best weapon for uh, having as a backup knife, most people are going into two camps, either fixed blade or something like a combat folder. And so what I wanted to really do was kind of really help educate people on the difference, with, difference between those uh, when they're choosing something. So I want to start off with fixed blade knives first. Before we get into like what okay. to look for in a fixed blade knife, when somebody is considering a, a, a self-protection knife, when it comes to fixed blades, what are the pros and cons that people need to know about using that as a backup weapon or, you know, any, or any sort of a self-protection tool? Well, you know, a fixed blade can never fold on your fingers. That's its biggest advantage. You know, it's, it, you can't accidentally cut your fingers off unless you put your hand in front of the blade. Um, I'm sure you're a firearms guy, so you understand don't put anything in front of the muzzle you don't want to shoot. Uh, the same thing goes true with a knife. You know, don't put your hand in front of the blade because you'd be an unhappy camper. Now, with that said, the, the advantage of a fixed blade is it's always ready to deploy, meaning that as long as I can access it, I can use it. You know, I don't have to open it. I don't have to worry about did I engage it, did the lock lock in. It's ready to be used. Um, one of the biggest problems with a fixed blade, believe it or not, when you said, uh, for me is, again, I agree, the blade's not it, it it's the handle. Because people go, I'll just pick it up and go. Well, depending upon the handle material and the shape of the handle, you may go for it with, with sweat, with blood, with gloves, it may not come up in your hand. And then, if it's only partially out and you go to re-grab it, you could be an unhappy camper. So for me, one of the first things I would tell someone is, if you're going to buy a knife, pick it up. Put it in your hand. Does it fit in your hand? Does it not slide out? Do you have a great grip on it? Because if you can't hold it, you can't use it. I don't care how cool the blade is, how sharp, how dull, how pointy, how many spikes on it. If it won't fit in your hand, it's useless. The other side of, you know, how it fits in your hand is how does it fit in your clothing? So when I try to pick out a fixed blade, I need something that I can carry comfortably, won't get in the way, because a lot of knives have really bad carry systems, so they get in the way of your, you know, your groin or when you sit down, you can't get it. Because people always do, look, I'm standing up, I can carry this knife. Well, that's really nice, but most of us sit down, we move, we do stuff. So part of it is, how does it fit on your person while you're actually moving? So I like people to, you know, go try the knife in their hand. You've seen lots of knife handles around or they're oval. All of that will come out of your hand. Um, I actually like some of the rubbery grips that I can squeeze. I like things that give me a little bite. Uh, things that are very smooth under duress, we lose fine motor skill. So we can't feel the differences in the handle. So if the handle won't tell you where your edge is, you could also have a problem. I like tools that tell me where is my edge, where is my backside. So I want the, the, the knife handle, the fixed blade, to talk to me because under duress, I don't have time to think. If I'm just using it for chores, for what I call regular tactics, I'm cutting food, 
I'm cutting wood, I'm cutting leather, I'm doing a project. I have time to look at the blade and orient myself. If we're talking about a self-defense tool, and, you know, I refer to it more as a tool than a weapon, because I use a weapon technically something I only kill a person with. I don't actually do projects with. Um, a sykes fairburn dagger truly is a weapon. It has no practical purpose. So I always talk about edge tools. So I need my tool to tell me how to use it. And anybody's picked up a screwdriver, it's why they have grooves in the handle. It tells you what direction to grab. It's why hammers are oval and not round. So you can orient the head to what you're going to hit. Saws have people and firearms. They only fit in your hand one way. So I like knives that do the same kind of thing. So if you're going to buy a fixed blade, my first thing is check the handle. Second thing, if I have enough time to babble about it, would be the size of the blade. People want, if you'll just part my reach off screen, you don't need a military-sized knife for everyday carry. It, I mean, it'll work, but I don't need to be, you know, uh, this is a knife. Um, you know, it, it should be no bigger than your than your folder. You know, it should be fit in your hand. Um, your fixed blade should not have too long an extension so I don't get in the way because I'm doing self-defense. I'm not dueling. I'm not having a war. I want something that I can use. And you want, again, if you can, if you know what a fixed blade size is, that's about it. I would say no more than four to five inches of blade. You don't need any more than that in a daily carry because it's easy to put somewhere. And, again, same kind of thing with a holster. You want something simple that holds it close to your body and easily you can put it on, you know, on your gear, in your pockets, on your belt, switch it around. So that those are some of the simple things I'd look for on a fixed blade. Yeah. So you talked about some of the the pros to it um, as far as, like, you don't have to – uh, I think one of the one of the biggest pros is that you don't have to open it up. If you're locked up and grappling with somebody, a fixed blade, the blade is there. If you can get yeah. to the knife, if you can get it out, you can employ it. You don't have to try and right. open it up at the same time. What are some of the cons maybe of carrying a fix a fixed blade as a backup tool? Well, the exact opposite was said that I can't deploy it. My it gets hung up. I have no place comfortably to put a holster, so I can't get to it. I don't practice going to my holster. You know, a lot of people in America go, I own a gun, therefore I know how to use it. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people carry knives and go, therefore I know how to use it. And a lot of them will practice cutting in the air, which is better than nothing, but they don't practice deploying. So when they actually go to get it, a lot of us who carry concealed with firearms, we learn to pull our clothing away, access our tool. Well, most people don't practice that with their edge tools. So under duress, trying to grab it out from wherever they put it, doesn't work. Sometimes the grab, there's too much blade length to get into what I'm doing. Um, Fixed blades overall have very few cons except for those kind of things. Because as you said, once I got it out, even if I don't use the sharp edge, it's a hunk of steel. I can move you out of the way. Yeah. You know, if it's in my hand, there's no question it's going to fold. Some of the cons again are What's the structure of the blade? You know, if anybody's used kitchen knives, um, unlike my son-in-law, who he can't tell one knife from another, so my daughter won't let him anywhere near the knives. And he calls me and goes, Dad, she won't let me get there. And I said, do you know what the knives are for? No. That's why Rachel won't let you anywhere near the knives and won't let you near any of the tactical knives. 
because blade shapes affect how I use them. So I have all, all kitchen knives have different shapes. They're better for some things. Um, so in a, a fixed blade, you want to pick the best blade for quick cutting, easy access, maybe a little point work. And the con being maybe you didn't pick the right blade for an application. Um, con could be, again, weight. Sometimes fixed blades because the amount of steel, if they're production ones, they're too heavy. In your hand, you get tired, your wrist gets tired, you can't access quickly. Sometimes on fixed blades, again, when I t- talk about handles, the handles may be too small, too short, but you get a, a great grip under duress. Mm. So there's not a lot of cons, but there's some, and guards, a lot of fixed blades, believe it or not, don't come with guards. I know people say don't have a guard on your knife because it'll catch in your clothing. Well, I tell people, obviously, you've never used it against a human being under duress. You want a guard to make sure you don't slide up onto the blade. So a lot of um, fixed blades that are made have no guards. They have no way to keep you from slipping. That's a con to itself because I guarantee under duress, people think about it coming out of your hand that's also going up the blade. Yeah, so, especially if you and, have and things like, like blood and sweat and things like that, that can make it even more slippery and make it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the other thing, going back to your – how you differentiate um, a weapon, you know, you call it a tool because a weapon is, is like a murder weapon and that has like even the psychological right. framework behind it. And so maybe even for legal reasons, a fixed blade put in front of a jury can look like it's a, like a, a true weapon as opposed to a folder, which looks less ominous and might be maybe more of a legal standing, maybe, maybe give you a little bit more legal boost behind it as well. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I tell people, battle one is surviving. Battle two is the courtroom, where if you have the Predator 5 knife in your hand, they're going to go, who are you thinking you're going to kill? Uh, I know if you know Michael de Bethencourt, he always jokes about make mm-hmm. me a pink knife, and we just start making some pink knife. He goes, I'd rather walk in a court with a little bitty, bitty pink folder, and everybody laugh at me and go, that's what you used? And that's what I also do. I tell people, carry the smallest blade you can, which is why my fixed blades are only four inches, because four inches or less, People go, that's all you carried with you? Well, yeah. Because if you carry, like I said, a military style, they're going to go, oh, my God, who are you trying to kill, Godzilla? And no one believes you were the the good guy. So, yeah, how people look at things and names affect things. Yeah, yeah, good points. Okay, we're talking with Bram Frank of CSSDSC.com about choosing the right personal protection knife for everyday carry, and we've started with flix blades, which leaves us with the more common combat folder coming up next. But first, check out this special message. What if everything you knew about how to stop a violent attacker with your gun was wrong? Discover the advanced tactics you must know now to protect yourself and those you love with a firearm. Check out our free book, Stopping Power Secrets. Inside, you'll find such no-hold-barred shockers as 1. The three most common myths and misinformation shoveled out by movies and gun-range know-it-alls. 
that could get you killed in a real-life gunfight. Two. The cold, hard truth about your personal weapon's ability to be a one-shot man-stopper. Three. What coroners know about selecting the right ammo for your firearm that you don't. Four. And the simple training trick used by Abrams tank crews and commercial airline pilots that will prepare you for a real attack even better than your best day at the range. Don't place your family's safety in the hands of Hollywood fairy tales and hearsay. Claim your free copy of Stopping Power Secrets now, now. at www.stoppingpowersecrets.com. And now, back to the show. Okay, we're back with Bram Frank of CSSDSC.com. That's Charlie Sierra, Sierra Delta, Sierra Charlie.com, which stands for, by the way, uh, common sense, self-defense, street combat. In other words, what really works in the street. And we've been talking about choosing the best self-protection knife for a backup for, for self-protection and the pros and cons. And we just already went over to, uh, we already went over the fixed blade. So now we're coming up on the combat folders. Now, now, Bram, the, the combat folder is, is I think more of a staple, especially for, as a backup tool for concealed carry and things like that. A lot of guys now and women are carrying combat folders, even if it's for utility purposes, but also for backup and for self-protection. So just like we would fix, just like we did with fixed blades, I want to know what do you see as the pros and cons of carrying a combat folder for self-protection? Um. I find a folder to be the optimum thing. I grew up, I've had a knife, a folder in my hand since I was four. My grandfather gave me the first one four years old. So I'm, I'm bonded to, to folders. I think they're really convenient. I, one of the cons of folders, not directly, is people don't understand tip up, tip down. Lots of people end up with what they call deep pocket clips it, you know, put the knife directly way down in your pocket and you have to recall index by thumb. So if I have to stick way into my pocket, find the tool, pull it out, flip it over, open it up and go, I'm already four beats off. Tip up also means it can open it, Pete. And lots of knives are made. People go, oh, but I can access. Under duress, I guarantee you cannot get your hand into your pocket, stick your thumb in, find it, and get this thing out. You know, and if it accidentally opens, you're sticking your hand into into the blade. When I talk about tip up, and it's a disaster to me. And I'm amazed that lots of knives are made that way. And people like to hide them. Uh, so that's one of the, the cons of a folder. How does it fit in your pocket? I have no other con. People go, it's too small. I, as we talk about fixed blade, I don't think too small is any issue. You know, blade size. You know, you, because of where I cut. Can you explain that? Because um, there might be people that don't understand tip up or tip down, and how the and it's it's important because of the way that the knife is going to be carried and and how it's going to and yeah. realize that not everybody. Um, so might be, some people might be listening to this and not watching the video of it. So if you can explain just yeah. what that means. All right, tip to, tip up means the the butt of the knife is up at your out of your pocket, and the hinge part. The pivot is down in your pocket, and the tip, if you opened it, the tip of the blade would actually be sticking up in your pocket, all right? Tip down literally means the head of the knife is at the top of your pocket. If you open it, the blade is pointing down into your pocket, okay? 
and the clip on tip up is at the far end, at the butt end of the knife, holding it in, so that one has to reach your hand into the pocket, engage the tool, pull it out, and turn it over. Whereas if it's tipped down, the head of the knife is sticking up, you just pull up out of your pocket, and it's in your hand. Hmm. Um, I don't like tip up, for as I said, for various reasons. Um, I don't like in case it accidentally opens. I don't like having to try to find it. And, again, this goes for gross motor skills. I have to teach guys – I don't teach lots of civilians. I have to teach guys every, who have uniforms on, be they law enforcement, security, law enforcement, all the way up to military. Under duress, I have to be able to deploy the tool, not miss the tool, not, not search for the tool. So it's designed in a gross motor skill, and that's one of the – again – a pro and con for it, I need a tip down so I can pull this into, up out of my pocket without thinking. I don't want to have to reach into my pocket. People go, it's better if it's deep in your pocket and hidden with the clip. It's not. It may look cool. It may look sexy to hide it in your pocket. It's a pain in the ass when you really have to access it under duress. Mm. Um, some of the cons, of again, of folders is the same handle issue. The handle doesn't stay in your hand. Um, it's too small. It's not convenient. Again, when you pick out a folder, we said, how do we pick out a fixed blade? Make sure it's open. Put it in your hand. How does it fit in your hand? Does it feel right in forward and reverse grip? Does it make you say, I don't want to put it down? Because if it says, oh, you'll use it. Otherwise, if you just, if don't, if it doesn't fit in your hand, you're going to pull it under duress. And just like, same way I said, a fixed blade will come out or slip. So will a folder because it's even less purchase for you of your hand. You know, they're thinner, they're smaller, they're lighter, so it better fit your hand. Yeah. You know, that's, and I know I'm sort of mixing pros and cons into the same thing here, but what people understand ergonomics, how it fits in your hand is more important than the blade shape. And again, accessibility, we'll talk about holster and fixed blade. How does this sit in your pocket is very important under duress, not in perfect conditions. Yeah. And is that how I, now um, you have a you have your own line of knives and um and you've really put a lot of thought in into real world application of 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 how your knives function for survivability because like you said you're dealing with law enforcement you're dealing with military people that are going to have to depend on this to save their life so what are some of right. the design functions that you think especially when you're looking somebody is looking for a folder knife some of the design functions that you put in there to take into account accessibility and under duress and things like that. Okay, well, I'm a shooter, so I believe in – Gaston Glock used to laugh at me and said, oh, you know, my, my guns are color-coded for safety. You know, red guns don't shoot. Blue guns are, you know, like Glock SIM guns or tools to, for practice. They're not safe trainers. Any other colors live. Well, you know, I've been trying to get firearm safety, so red is a safe trainer. We talk about what do I need. Well, I need to make sure I have a trainer to practice. Can't practice, don't carry a knife. Um, my tools all sit um, in your pocket. Tip down, and of course they come up, and they're hammers. I don't have to open them. I come up and I beat on you because that's real. I panic. It comes up in my hand, and I go for it. I don't try to open it. I beat the snot out of you with it. That's why I own the patent on the ramp. Well, the ramp, which gives me trapping and hitting, also is kinetic opening. If I can touch it, it opens. My guys have to be able to just go for it. They touch it. They go. It's open. It closes in the same flow of combat. Um, the clip, 
I own the patent on a flat clip. Why? I don't know if you ever carried a pocket knife, but you catch that bottom and the thing springs out. Well, I have a broad flat clip so that it presses everything against your pocket. It kills your pocket. You won't lose it. One little aside. I was having an interpersonal relationship with someone in a public restroom. And I, before this time, many years ago, I would never slide or put my face anywhere near a public restroom floor. Because it came out of my pocket at the floor, two of us were sliding across a urinal stained floor to get to said knife before the other one did. And I learned that I never want it to pop out of my pocket again, which is why I have the world's first patented clip with a function in it. Draws down there, but it's totally flat. It's very broad. It allows for accessing. It allows for reverse the forward grip without taking your hand off of it. And also indexing. I own the patent on indexing. Um, my tool, as you can see, has an odd shape. Again, it's firearms grip so that when it's in there, it can't come out of your hand. I'll do it on this side so you can see I only need three fingers, just like you hold a firearm. Um, my lock's on the back. Because it's never out of battery for you. You can always see where it is. And as long as your finger's in the trigger, it can't close on your hand. That's important. Mom, other knives, it comes out of it. you got to turn it to unlock it. You have to do something. I like it where it's right there. Um, my tool, trying to think how to do it, cannot come out of your hand. It locks into my hand. That's important. You know, I tell people, uh, can you slide on it? The ramp also stops you from going in. Blade shape is not as important. I make six different blade shapes. But my tools are in, knives with impact. They really are tools. I can hammer with them. I can Pac-Man cut with them because of the ramp. Mm. Um, I want tools that you can use when you're stupid, not knives you can use when you're smart. You don't get smart under duress. Uh, such a great thing. I use all <laughs> sorts that. of gum, yeah, you know. Um, okay. And also it's got to be, if you've ever, you worked in the kitchen, chef cutting. People do big slashing motions. That works when I'm, you know, like in Florida. I wear short, short sleeve shirt and get some. But if I'm back home like in Vermont, you know, I got on long underwear, a shirt, a sweater, a sweatshirt, my jacket. And slashing moves might only cut my jacket and my sweatshirt didn't stop me. Whereas if I do chef cutting and I apply it and draw it through, in small motions, I cut through my jacket, my sweatshirt, my sweater, and I cut through me. I teach people, you know, the advantage of a pocket knife is I can get in small, I carry it where I want, and in, except for a few countries, idiot places like Germany and UK and Oz, of course, where they deem that these are evil creatures, especially with locks. Um, you know, you can't carry Oh, that's another thing, locks. Besides ergonomics of the handle, a lock is the most important feature. You know, because all you got to lose is your fingers. So when you buy a folder, check the lock. Liner locks will not protect your fingers. Um, I have a Marine Corps approved lock here. It's a dovetail joint that goes into the back of the blade so that you can put pressure against it and you're okay. Hmm. All right? So that's the important part. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, an, an open the knife's only going to help you as a blade if the blade is actually open. If it's clo- and if it's closing in on your right. fingers because it has a bad lock, that's uh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. awesome. So, Bram, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, so I, mean, we, I made a. Oh, go ahead. 
No, no, I was just going to say that's one of the things. You just want to make sure, check everything out, and you don't have to listen to me. You pick out what's best for you. Yeah. That's that's obviously what you want to do. Find something to make that you want to carry. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that definitely gives people some really good information to go out there when they're thinking about whether either they're evaluating their own knife that they're using as a backup or if they're looking to go out there and finally get a backup for whether your firearm or if you're going to carry something, at least have something on you for self-protection. These are really great tips for people to go out and choose the right one. So thank you very much for that. Uh, listen, everybody, definitely go check out. Bram has been well known for the design of his knives. And what, as you can tell, it really is based upon real street combat and being able to save your life under duress to be able to get to the knife, be able to employ the knife, and be able to use it to be able to save your life. So go check it out over at www.cssdsc. That's Charlie Sierra Sierra, Delta Sierra Charlie.com. And until our next Modern Combat and Survival broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.